open your Bibles to uh, James 1, and we'll start there, and we'll believe God together. He always helps me. He always helps us. You know, I, I can't remember coming to church here at any time and leaving and saying, man, I just didn't get anything out of that word today. Now, I'm, I'm sure we have had people do that, but they weren't trying. <laughs> it's like going to the buffet and not eating. Something ain't right with you. And, you know, I'm real happy for all those people that got exercise equipment and Jack LaLanne stuff. And Celebration Sunday, that was mine. I sewed it. <laughs> no, it wasn't mine. <laughs> it wasn't mine. I didn't even spend money on that stuff. <laughs> uh, glory to God. Glory to God. He's a good God. He, he, he likes to have fun. I, I don't want you guys thinking I never eat vegetables. I eat them once a year whether I need them or not. So I don't want you guys thinking bad about that. There's a, there's a lady in Branson that takes pretty good care of me. The last thing she told me before I left, she said, make sure you don't eat junk the whole time you're gone. And I was like, don't I eat junk almost always? And I said, I will not. I'll eat a salad every now and then and on my cheeseburger. <laughs> Amen. God's good. James 1, going to talk a little bit about faith today. We've been learning so much about faith. You know, uh, that's uh, what Brother Moore said. That's, that's what we grew up on, right? And, uh, and I don't know everything about it. Do you guys know everything about it? Um, but I do know it's important. It's in the Bible a whole bunch. And, and, and we're saved because of our faith. Grace and faith. Grace and faith. So we access our salvation in grace by faith. Right? What's given by grace, but we access it by faith. And so if you're going to access the things of God, you're going to have to access them by faith, right? Sitting, sitting back and saying, I'm not under the law. I don't have to do work. Faith ain't doing works, right? Faith just works. <laughs> and, and, and you will have some action to your faith, but action to your faith is good works. Amen? And so, uh, you know, we want to learn more about faith. We want to stay encouraged in faith. Uh, but we're, we're supposed to live by faith. Oh, yeah. You know, he said the just, the just. How many people I got in here that are justified by the blood of Jesus? Yeah. If you're not, by the end of the service, today you can be. But if you, if you are, it says that we're to live by faith. It, it doesn't say we're to live another way. It says we're to live by faith. So if we're to live by it, we better know something about it. Amen? And, and it, can't be, it can't be guesswork. Right? How many know faith's not guesswork? It's not trying something. You know, I, I used to try tithing. Anybody else in here tried tithing? You know, I'm going to try it and see if it works. Tithing needs to be done by faith. Right? Anything we do in the service of God, for God, in, 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 the, in our walk as Christians, needs to be done by faith. And so if I'm going to tithe... If I'm going to give, I need to do it by faith. I don't need to try it. And when I was trying it, I borrowed God's money a whole bunch. Did you guys ever borrow God's money? I'm like, God, I don't have enough this week. I'm going to borrow some of yours, and I'll give it back next week. And God loves me, and I know He'll be okay with that, right? You know what? He does love you, but He can't be okay with that. 
And get quiet on me. He can't. Because he loves me, he cannot accept uh, failure. And anything less than success is failure. So if I tried something and didn't make it, that's not success, right? Love never fails. So if I, if I was in faith that works by love, then whatever I did would succeed. God is interested in our success. That's why everything He does is He is love. And love never fails, therefore it always succeeds. You know, we, we like to say it never fails, and it doesn't. But better than that, it always succeeds. And it's always interested in your success. That's why he's so, he's so interested in us getting this word of faith. Because faith succeeds. Real faith has never failed. Not one person that ever believed for something from God, stood on His Word and refused to move, did not receive whatever they stood for. Not one person. And if you say you did, you automatically disqualify yourself from faith because you quit somewhere. And don't get me wrong, I know some great people that have left this earth that were faith giants. I mean, my mom was... I loved her and she was one of my faith heroes. But somewhere, she went on a little early. So, you know, we want... And, and I know today what she would tell me is you better get back in faith. You better, better study some more faith. Right? Because guess what? Our enemy is like a roaring lion. And he's walking around seeking who he might devour. And guess when he's going to quit? When the big chain's locked around him and he's thrown into the pit forever. That's when he's going to quit trying to get you out of faith because he does not want you to succeed. He wants you to fail at everything you do. Amen? And so there, there is faith that, that works. Amen? How many, how many have ever believed God for something and did receive exactly what you believed God for? You know, everybody that's saved in here should raise your hand right now. Right? Because if you're saved, you believed God for something you couldn't see and refused to give it up. Amen. See, we, see we, we will get so strong about salvation, about whether or not we're going to heaven, that we will not let go of it. You couldn't talk us out of our, our right to go to heaven for no, nothing. You couldn't do it. Right? right. Anybody, anybody ever, in here ever say, you know, I just don't know if I'm saved. And then let that thought keep going? If you do, you need to stop it. That, that's doubt in God's Word. Right? When, when we get saved, man, people come up to me and say, yeah, I don't know if you're saved or not. And she's like, yeah, I know I'm saved. Been saved since you can, you can tell them how long, what date, when you, when you came forward, when you accepted Jesus, wherever you were. People that got saved know when they got saved. Why? Because they were in faith. They were in faith that they got what they asked for from God. They confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. They believed in their heart that God raised Him from the dead, and they were saved by faith. Amen. They received from His grace by the faith in their heart. Amen? Amen? Did I say go to James? Yes. Boy, you get me to talk, and you never know where I'll quit. James 1, starting verse 6. James 1, 6. But let him, it's talking about asking for wisdom, right? That's not the only thing. You could just say, let him ask. What are you, you going to ask for? Anything you ask for from God must be asked for in faith. 
Amen? Right? If you don't ask in faith, you don't even have his ear. Right? You know, I used to cry. <laughs> I used to cry to God. Lord, I need help. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. But I wasn't in faith. I was in desperation. There's a difference between desperation and faith. Faith isn't desperate. Why? Because it believes God's Word. Faith, faith is grounded that God told me this was true, and I believe it. And because I believe it, I'm coming out on the other end of this victorious. Amen? Victory is certain for the person that's in faith. It, it is, it is as, as sure as your salvation. As sure as you're going to heaven, you're, you can have long life that satisfies you. As sure as you're going to heaven, He'll prosper you. As sure as you're going to heaven, He'll give you peace that passes understanding. As sure as you're going to heaven, He'll give you all things richly to enjoy here in this earth. By faith. Amen? But it is a walk of faith. And so when we begin that journey, he says, let him, when you're going to ask for something, if you need wisdom in this case, let him ask. But don't just let him ask. Let him ask in faith, nothing, nothing wavering. Wavering is hesitation. Wavering is a hesitation to believe in the word that you got from God. It's a hesitation to believe that God can do this or a hesitation to believe I'm worthy to get this. It's a hesitation. It's another thought besides the Word you're already standing on. Amen? And what he's saying is that you, it's, it is you need to have nothing wavering when you're believing in faith. People say, well, I think I've been wavering. You need to go back and listen to that message that Miss Amy was just talking about on you can have doubt in your head with faith in your heart. There's a difference between doubt in your head than there is doubt in your heart. That's why in Mark 11, which we'll go to in a minute, that, that uh, Jesus separates it. He says, don't have doubt in your heart. Right? He didn't say, don't doubt. He said, don't have doubt in your heart. Wavering, it, it, this, in this sense, would be having doubt or a hesitation to believe what God's saying in, in your heart. And anytime somebody has that, that hesitation to believe God's Word, they're wavering. You know, that's why many times we have faith buddies. Because when we're starting to waver, they, they, they stand us up straight and they say, Stop that. Stop that. Amen. Guess what? A hesitation can be overcome. That's right. right? I, I could hesitate right here and stop walking, but then all i got to do is start walking again. Right? And so I can, I, can, I can keep walking. So wavering doesn't have to continue. Even if you've wavered, you can stop. We can stop wavering. Amen? We don't, we don't, have, to, we don't have to doubt. Right? What, what happens is our head tries to get involved. How many of you have ever succeeded in something? Not, not, not prayer, not, not spiritually, just succeeded in business, succeeded in sports. You know how you did that? By your heart. If you succeeded in something, it was never your head. Success comes from your heart. It, it, the, the heart of a person is where all success comes from. It also is where all failure comes from. Right? <laughs> that's why you can't doubt in your heart. Because that's where failure will come from if you fail. You can't fail in your head. Right? 
You fail in your heart. Your, your heart can be stronger than your head. Amen? That, that's, why, that's why you could have doubt in your head with faith in your heart and still receive from God. Why? Because your heart is where the living and active Word comes from. Your head has no capacity to believe one way or another. Your head doesn't even believe what it's saying. Right? It doesn't believe. It has no capacity to believe. It believes nothing. The heart is where we believe. Your, your head, it, it merely thinks things out of experience or sight or feel or touch. It merely thinks things from an outside source. And, and so what happens is when God's Word says this, your head says, well, I don't see how that can be. Right? And, and it, it doesn't matter if your head says that. It's not till your heart says that. Think about uh, Zechariah, John the Baptist's dad. You know, he... He didn't, he didn't say from his head, how, how can this be? He said from his heart. And, and, and God said, you're going to have to shut up for nine months. <laughs> I, can't, I can't overcome your unbelief with your mouth open. Right? So he shut him up for nine months. Right? Because John the Baptist was coming. How many know God's got a plan and it's going to happen? Right? And if he has to go around you, he's going to go around you. Right? Now, now Zachariah, he could have said, Glory to God, this is the promise that you gave me all those years ago. It doesn't matter that I'm old. It doesn't matter that Elizabeth's old. It doesn't matter of any of these things. You just told me it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. He questioned God in his heart. When you question God in your heart, you're wavering. You're wavering away from the faith and, and the Word that He gave you to stand on. And see, because what His Word is solid ground. And, but when you step off, on, off of His Word, everything is shifting, and so you're going to start wavering. There's nothing that's true. You know, these people today, they say, you know, i got to believe my own truth. Well, I feel sorry for you because your own truth is going to change tomorrow. As soon as somebody comes up with a better idea, you're going to believe that. All you need is a fine-sounding argument, and you'll be over to left field tomorrow, left field tomorrow, right field the next day. You'll you'll be somewhere else because all you need is a fine-sounding argument to get you off track. But when there's only one truth, when there's only one way, when there's only one word, then wavering doesn't happen because you begin to stand firm on that word, and that now your actions are decided by that word. Amen? So now you've asked God for wisdom because God told you to ask if you want wisdom. And so if God told you to ask, you pretty much know He wants you to have it. Right? He, 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 never, he doesn't play that game where you stick out your hand, pull it back, say, psych. Yeah, no, there's no psych with God. No, he, he don't play that game. There's no game. If He tells you He wants you to have something, not only does He want you to have it, He's preparing a way for you to get it. He's preparing step-by-step step, steps of faith for you to achieve success in what you're asking for. Because it's His will. Healing is His will. Prosperity is His will. Peace, joy, those are all His will for our life. And He's prepared a way through Jesus Christ for us to have all those things. But they're all going to happen by faith. And they're gonna all going to happen by faith in God, faith in love, faith in Word. Amen? You've got to have faith in what God told you. Really? Remember, remember what Brother Moore taught 
Well, it's been several years ago now. But he said, what's the first thing you got to have to have faith? A word from God. It doesn't mean you make up something. I mean, <laughs> none of you guys have done this, but I would make up things that I wanted and tell people, this is the Lord. It has to be the Lord. No, I was young. It was yesterday. <laughs> you know, and we're not talking about phony faith. It's not about what you want. It's not about how you want to do it. Faith works the way God set it up. Amen? And, and it's been that way forever, and it's going to be that way forevermore. And so we don't get to change faith. Faith is belief in a word from God. Now, we have many words from God that we never have to sit and listen for because they're in the word. Right? People don't need a word from God on healing. It's in the word. They've got all kinds of words from God on healing. That it's His will. And, and so instead of believing that, they stepped off of that word and they began to waver. What did they begin to see? Well, He doesn't heal everybody. You know, some people, he, He's trying to teach them something. And then they find Scriptures to, to prove these things. And they have to pull them clear out of the chapter they're in because they won't make sense. You know, he, he's not, he only heals those people that, that are doing this or doing that or their faith was really strong. That's why he healed them. He loved them the same amount he loved you. And that was so much you couldn't imagine it. That's how much. And, and he, he, he sent Jesus to die for every one of us and raised him again so that we could have health and life. He, and this doesn't change. And, and, and the route you take to that health in life is going to depend on your faith in what word he's given. Amen? Nothing wavering. So, so in other words, if, if there's a place you doubt, that's the place you stopped. Right? Now, everything before that, you're in faith. But once you started doubting, that's where you stopped. You may have, you may have believed for salvation and said, yeah, I believe, born again. Born again. You know, we've got people... You know, what was it Brother Moore talked about? Uh, and I don't remember who it was. Maybe somebody could remind me. He said, I don't look for my happiness in other people's heads. I think it was Lester Summerall, maybe. Right? You know, you can't look for your revelation of Jesus Christ in somebody else's heart. You have to get your revelation of Jesus Christ, of God's love for you, from God. Amen? If you're a youth in here today, if you're a, if you're a child in here today, or if you're somebody that never realized how much God loves you, you need to get that revelation for yourself. Because that is the beginning of believing His Word. If I don't believe you love me, why am I going to trust what you say to me? Because you've got great experience? That is not a good reason to trust what somebody tells you. You know, you could go to somebody that had the most experience in everything they've ever in their field of anybody, but you still cannot trust them 100% because they are fallible. Only God is infallible. And, and because He loves us, we can trust His Word towards us. If He says you can have long life until you're satisfied, guess how long you can live? Until you're satisfied. That's how long it can happen. God is so good that, that He has made a way by faith. And I know people would like, some people would like to pull away from that faith because, uh, you know, it's hard. Faith's not hard. We make it hard. 
Do you know everything I've ever done wrong in the Bible or through God, I made it hard? It was me. I, you know, and, and any time I'd go back and say, well, I just don't... I remember when I was, had the business, I still have a business, but I'm not any part of it, but, but I remember when we were starting it and it was bankrupt, basically. And I'd call, some, I'd call people and say, I, I'm really in faith. I don't know why this isn't happening. Well, I, if I'd have just tape recorded myself, I would have known why it wasn't happening. <laughs> right? You know, one thing Brother Moore said to me uh, years ago when I was believing with somebody for uh, health or something, and he said, he said, people that are in faith, the, the situation's getting better. The situation, if you're, if you're in faith, the situation's not getting worse, it's getting better. If it didn't move at all, it didn't get worse, so it was better. And then, it, then if you're in faith, it begins to get better and better and better and better. And so my situation wasn't getting better. I could have looked at that and said, hmm. You know, and, and I could have said, is this God's fault? Which, you know, in, in theory, what you're doing is questioning God when you say, I, I'm in faith, but, but this isn't happening. Well, you need to check that out. We need to watch our words. If you're in faith, it's getting better. Amen. <laughs> and, and if it's not getting better, it's not... It's not a, it's pride for me to say, even though it's not getting better, I'm going to say I'm in faith. That would be pride that for me to say that. And I did say that, so I was in pride. It's getting quiet. <laughs> Why? I don't want to see failure. And God doesn't want to see failure. He's got a way for us to receive His promises. He promised them so that we could have them. Amen? And he said, if you'll believe them, you can have them. And so when we waver, we've quit believing in the promise. The promise was his word. And so when we waver off of that word, we begin to, we begin to get further and further away from it. Why? Because we've put a difference between the word and us. We've put a difference between the word and us. In other words, either I'm not worthy or I'm believing and it's not happening, you're putting something, there's a hesitation to believe what's true. You may be believing a lie, and you can believe it long enough to think it's true, but that's not faith. Do you know that it doesn't matter how, how hard you believe something wrong? That <laughs> it won't be faith? You know, it won't be, and it doesn't matter how religious you sound when you tell people you're in faith? I'm in faith. I believe God. I've got this word, and I believe in the name of Jesus. I have this. And you can you can talk in your King James English. You can talk however you want. Faith comes from your heart, and the word tries your heart, and it checks to see if there's some faith in there. If there is, it 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 works. Faith and the word work together. And if there's faith in your heart and there's word in your heart, they begin to work together and you will have what you believe for because you've got two things in your heart, his word and faith. Amen? Amen. And, and, you'll, and you will receive through that faith. I mean, think about the people that it's not an experienced thing. You know, people are trying to say, ah, I've never experienced that. Well, that's probably better because if you experience something, you wouldn't have faith in it. Right? Think, think, what about the lady that was bowed over for 18 years? You think she'd experienced walking straight? Not, not for a long time. Had she experienced healing? 
No. She'd never experienced healing. Had she seen healing? Not from what we can tell from the story. Because they were mad at him for even thinking about healing her on the Sabbath, and probably that's the only time she saw church people was when they went to church. Right? (laughs) She had no experience. She believed in what she had heard, the word she had heard about Jesus. The gospel had been preached to her. And when Jesus said, come up, and then he said, stand up straight, there you go. What about the lady with the issue of blood? Twelve years. Twelve years. She could have said, you know, I've been believing for twelve years. She hadn't been believing for twelve years. She'd been to the doctors for twelve years. And, and a lot of time we call, and I'm not saying don't go to the doctors. Right? God will take your faith and work with the doctors. Right? You'll receive according to your faith. Amen? And, and if, if you, your faith is in God helping you in, in the medical fields, then you better go into the medical fields and get some help from God. Amen. Amen. Remember, God wasn't mad at Asa for going to the doctor. He was mad at him for only going to the doctor. King Asa, remember, he only sought the doctors when his feet got messed up. I'm guessing, don't know what he had in his feet. but Right? Everybody know about King Asa? Yeah. Yeah, he sought the doctors only... And it's like, what, the 41st year of Asa's reign, he died. So, no, we don't want to seek doctors only. We want to, by faith, seek the direction of God. Amen? If you've got direction from God, you've now got a word from the Lord to follow. No direction, no word. Nothing to stand on. The, The stable ground is the word of God. The wavery ground is the doubt, is the unbelief. It's the other options. It's plan B. Right? Anybody in here ever got a credit card, extra credit card when your bills were due, just in case God didn't come through with the money? Yeah, I just paid a few of those off. Because <laughs> yeah, if you got a plan B, you're wavering. Right? But you got to make sure you know what plan A is. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. He said, he said uh, the person that uh, wavers, uh, look at it in Amplify. It says, only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts, is like a billowing surge out of the sea that's blown hither and thither. You know, even the Amplified's getting messed up. We don't need words hither and thither. It's blown around. How about that? It's blown this way and that, hither and thither. Wow. How many of you guys use thither? In your daily, I mean, how many of you guys say, son, go thither, go thither and get me some food. Nobody says that. Maybe somewhere in some, some remote place in Alabama. It wouldn't even be Alabama because they wouldn't say that. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) But you'd be tossed by the wind either way, whether it's hither or thither, you'd be, you'd be tossed. Thither sounds like you got a problem talking. You it's a speech impediment. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Truly. Next verse. Next verse. Verse 7 says, For truly, let not such a person imagine he will receive anything. And, you know, a lot of people look at that and they look at that like that's mean, you know. But that's because we read it like we read, like we think. If we said that, we'd say, Hey, you asked me right. 
or you're not getting a thing from me. That's not what God's saying. He's saying, I, need, I want you to ask in faith because you, 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 there's no way you could imagine receiving some, from, something from me unless you did. I want you to ask in faith. What's he really saying? He's saying, it is important to me. It's not just important to you. It's important to God that you ask in faith. Because if you don't ask in faith, I can't do anything for you. You can't imagine getting anything from me because I can't do it. You have stopped me through doubt to get what I, what I wanted to get to you when I started you on this faith journey. Amen? You know, I'm not saying God won't say some things short to you. He will. He's a good parent, and if you're about to fall off the cliff, he's going to yell, Stop! But he's not hard, and he's not mean. He's just right. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Go to, go to Mark 11. That's the faith chapter, right? Let's look, how, let's look how Jesus worked in faith. You know, and see, again, we have to read the Bible and know it's true. These aren't stories. Jesus is the Son of God. He did come to the earth, and He walked. And this is an account of something that happened while Jesus was on the earth, operating as a man filled with the Holy Ghost. Right? And see, when we change that to this is Jesus, we, we hesitate. That is a hesitation. Anytime you change the Word of God and say, that's Jesus, that's why He could do that, then, you t- then you've taken yourself from being able to do it when Jesus is the very person that told us we could. Right? So not only have we taken ourselves away from the Word of God, we've taken ourselves from the Master who is the one that said, if you do this like this, this will happen. But we say, well, but that was Jesus. Well, now you've doubted. Now, now you've hesitated in the Word of God. Because Jesus is the Word of God. So if He spoke something, the Word of God said something to you. Said something to me. Amen? Mark 11. Let's start in verse 13. Let's start where this whole thing started. You know, a lot of people go right to 11, 22, 23, but they forget that there's a reason that He spoke those words. And the reason He did was because they were traveling along the road and He went to the fig tree because He thought He might get some figs and uh, verse 13, it says, And seeing a fig tree afar off, having some leaves, he came, if happily, he might... Happily. There's another one. How many of you guys say happily? Yeah, I say happily, but not happily. If happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. Now, you guys, a lot of people think, well, Jesus must have woke up in a bad mood that day. Because he got mad at the fig tree, he went to the temple, got mad at all those guys. Jesus didn't get mad. He loved. He walked in love. Every minute of every day, he walked in love. If he did this to the fig tree, and you know what? I've, I've heard a billion people give a thousand explanations of why this happened and, and the significance of it. And, and they may be right. I don't know. All I know is he cursed the fig tree and then taught on faith. Right? So I'm guessing he was getting ready to teach on faith. And he loved people. Everything he did had a purpose. And, and his purpose was to love people by doing it. And, and, and to love people the most, he needed to get into them what God had for them. Amen? 
And so he couldn't leave somebody sitting there saying, wonder why that happened. He said, if you just had faith, right? He said, let me show you how this works. And so, you know, he wasn't in a bad mood. Those people shouldn't have been selling uh, offerings at the temple. They shouldn't have been selling anything at the temple, but they for sure shouldn't have been selling offerings. They were stealing from God. They were stealing from God's people, and that's not something they should have been doing. He wasn't in a bad mood. He was mad. Why? People were getting hurt. Right. You all right? right? How many parents I got in here? How many, how many people going to stand around and let their kids get hurt? No. It's not going to happen. Right? Even if your kids are wrong, you're not going to let them get hurt. You may spank them later. No, you won't spank them because that's not political. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My mom didn't know any politics at all. <laughs> I needed some politics. <laughs> Could have saved some stripes. <laughs> Glory to God. And he said there was no figs on it. Jesus answered to it and said, No man eat fruit of you again forever. What was he doing? He was acting like God. Why? Because he's a son of God. He's a man filled with the Holy Spirit. He's a son of God. How many, how many sons, daughters of God, if you will, I have in here? You're a man and a woman filled with the Holy Spirit. You're a son of God. Amen. And, and he was acting in that capacity. If he curses the tree, then it's cursed. That's the way it is. Right? And he was acting in that capacity. And so acting in that capacity, he cursed the tree. Everybody with me? And the disciples heard it. Well, you know, you, you don't know why they have to put that in there, but think about that. If, you, if you're telling people you're in faith, they're hearing you. Right? I'm believing for this. I'm believing for that. I'm believing. I'm believing. Believing. You know, in, in the Word of Faith circles, we hear that all the time. I'm believing. I'm believing. Waiting for manifestation. Believing. Believing. Waiting for manifestation. Believing. I'm believing. You believing? I'm believing. You believing? Let's believe. You want to believe? Let's do some believing. I mean, it's a, it's like it's like a big deal. I'm believing. Are you? I bet if we could check ourselves every time we said that and find out how many of those times we said it without heart. It was an automatic answer to somebody's question. You believe? I'm believing. You want to believe with me? I'll believe with you. Will you? <laughs> Will you? <laughs> Do you know what they're going through? Do you know if you can believe with them? Right? right? <laughs> you know, it, the thing is, is if, if, if you're going to speak faith, if you're going to stand on the Word of God, people are going to be watching you parents your kids are going to be watching you they're going to be watching you if you tell them this is a household of faith then it better be a household of faith because they're watching they're watching what's going on in that house and they're saying uh, either you're not in faith or god failed oh look what god did today and and you know what we need faith failures there's no such thing as a faith failure but people who fail in faith Amen. That's a better way to put it. Um, didn't have anything to do with God. But people watching will attribute it to God. Amen. And so it is important that if you say something in faith, that you know you were in faith when you said it. Don't say it so people can see how big your faith is. Right? If you're going to speak the Word of God and believe it, then speak it and believe it. Because that's what Jesus was doing. You know, he didn't, he didn't say, no man eat fruit of you again forever. 
let's get out of here fast. Maybe they'll forget. No. He walked away as though it happened. Why? Because it did. Why? Because that's how faith speaks. If, if no man ever eat fruit of you again forever is what Jesus said, that's what just happened. It doesn't have to look like it. That's what just happened. What does he know? He knows that he has the authority given by God to do that. And if he believes in that authority, in that, in that word of God in him coming forth, then that has to happen. It's, it's not in question. There is no doubt. That's why it worked, right? If Jesus had doubted, it wouldn't have worked. People say, well, he's Jesus. He couldn't have doubted. Yes, he could. <laughs> he was tempted to doubt all the time. Right? Don't you think that when he's taken that beating for you and me, that his head tried to say, whoa, these people aren't worth it. No, you could call on your father right now and get out of this today. Don't you know that, 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 that there was a temptation to doubt and he refused it? We don't have to doubt. We don't have to hesitate. Right? If, if you hesitate, you can hesitate long enough to say no and walk on. Right? Wavering is not part of our DNA as faith people. It, it's not. Wavering is something we get into when we get outside of who we are. Right? That's why the devil is so uh, hard at never letting us know who we are. He doesn't want us to know that just like Jesus spoke to that fig tree, so can you. He doesn't want us to know that. He, does, he wants us to say, yeah, that was Jesus. Oh, but that was God. Oh, but David, look who David was. He was so great and mighty. David was just like me and you with the Spirit of God on him. The fact is, he didn't even have the Spirit in him. Amen? And, and so for us to accredit things, what we're doing is, is we're discriminating against faith because we're doubting, because we're, we're taking their who they are and making them greater than us when God raised us all up together to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Amen? And so we have the same ability that Jesus had right here. And, and He wouldn't have told us that we did if we didn't. Right? He said, he said, it said the disciples heard it. And then, skip down from when He chased the people out of the temple, you know, because He wasn't in a bad mood. Right? But then, then down, in, down in verse uh, 20, 11, 20, it says, In the morning, as they passed by and saw the fig tree, Jesus said, Look, look, I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Everybody come look. Everybody. Jesus didn't draw attention to what faith does. Why? Because that's what faith does. It's not a big deal when faith works. Right? We should be thankful, but not amazed. Right? Why are we amazed? Because it's not worked often enough. <laughs> if I'm amazed when somebody gets healed, well, I, I should be thankful. I should be rejoicing. Why? Because the Word of God is true. The Word of God works. God is faithful. I should be rejoicing, but not amazed. Why? Because that's what faith does. You know, right? Jesus, Jesus didn't hop around and dance and say, Look, looky, 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 look what I did. He didn't do anything. He spoke as, as a man of God, and, and God's Word came to pass. Amen? And so he, it wasn't him that called attention. Jesus would have walked right by it. But Peter, who heard, said, Look, Master, the fig tree that you cursed has dried up at the root. Amen? 
Why? Because Peter was watching. He was one of his disciples. He was one of his kids. He was watching closely to what he did, what he said, how he said it, what happened when he said it. Just like your people around you are watching what you do, what you say, what happened when you said it. Did anything change? Did you waver? Did you step back? Did you make an excuse through the Word of God? Did you go to Job and find out why, why all these bad things are happening to you? Right? That's the Christian answer to all bad things. Job. I'm just like poor old Job. God's letting the devil go crazy on me. You ain't like Job, or you'd be out of it already. <laughs> Glory to God. And Peter called him to remember and said, Master, behold the fig tree that you cursed, it's withered away. And Jesus answered, saying unto him, remember he said unto the fig tree, now he's saying unto him. Why? Because he's showing him what saying stuff does. He said, he said unto him, and he's giving him a word, have faith in God. And if you go to other translations, that is have the faith of God, have faith of God. In other words, have faith like God, have God's faith, have a God kind of faith. Have the same faith as God. What, what kind of faith is that? Light be faith. That's light be faith. God was in faith when he said light be. That's why light be. Right? Right? If, he, if he'd have doubted, he said, well, all right, I'm going to try this. Light be. <laughs> light would have never be. Right? But he was in faith. What? Light be, and he moved on. And, and when he said light be, he knew everything that was going to happen because light be. Hmm? He, he knew everything. He, he knew grass couldn't grow without it. He knew bushes wouldn't grow without it. He knew you couldn't have your vitamin, whatever it is that you get from the sun. K, D, A, L, whatever one it is. I'm a big vitamin guy, health, health nut. But, but, you know, he, he knew every... In other words, he didn't just see that he wanted light. He didn't just see it was dark. He knew that dark was not good for the earth. So he brought light in. So when he spoke, he spoke to the whole earth and said, light be. Amen? Because he, he was creating more than light when he created light. Amen? Because that, that's that's, Because that's faith. Faith's not just working on its own things. It's working. That's why it's, it's important that Peter heard it. Faith. Jesus spoke to that and immediately helped Peter. The minute he spoke to that, he was going to help Peter and every other disciple that would listen. Why? Because they now saw that saying to the mountain was truth. What, what Jesus was about to say, not only is it true that if you'll have faith, but we've seen it, at, we've seen it in action. So they can't deny it because it's, it's true and now it's becoming the Word of God. He said, For verily I say unto you that, whatsoever, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt. Shall not doubt where? In his head? In his heart. It's, it's a distinction. What God's saying is you can speak to that mountain. I don't care what your head says. He said you can, you can feel as bad as you've ever felt in your life and you can speak to that sickness or disease and it has to dry up and go away. 
Amen? You can, you can, you can be as low money-wise as you've ever been, and you, can, and you can believe God for prosperity. You can sow and reap, and, and it will happen. You can, you, can, you can send angels after your money if you've sown. Right? You, you, why? You've got word. You've got something to stand on and not waver from. But, but it's, it's not just having the word. It's refusing to waver from that word. Amen? Everybody still with me? He said, don't doubt in your heart, but believe in your heart. He said, but believe in your heart. What? That you have the full backing of God's Word. Right? It's not just you speaking. You know, if you go out before the giant, you want to believe it's more than you going out. Right? David was way bigger than people saw him when he went towards the giant. He was so big that he, he couldn't even see how large he was. Right? And when we go out in faith to attack something that's come against us, then we are so much bigger than it. Why? Because we got God standing behind us. <laughs> we, we got God standing within us. We've got God's Word standing for us, and we're standing on it. And when we go out in that way, victory is certain. It is certain if we never step off of that Word. Amen? And then your actions can follow what you believe. That's what David did. He, he was following faith. He believed what he said. He said, I, I'll, I'll defeat him. He didn't say, I'll try to. Did he? David said, hmm, I wonder if I could do it. If he'd have done that, he wouldn't have had any faith to do it. He, he saw who the, who the enemy was, and then he saw who he was, and he said, well, I'm much greater than the enemy. And see, that's what we've always got to look at. We've got to look at what's coming against us. Yes. Why? So you can speak to it. Right? You want to see the mountain. Yeah, a lot of people saying, I don't have any mountains. No, no mountains. Nope, no mountains here. I'm in faith. I don't have to have mountains. That's why you have faith. Right? So you can speak to the mountain. Right? And, and you can get rid of the mountain. You, you, the mountain will have to go. No matter how big the mountain looks, you're bigger than the mountain. Through, through Christ, you are bigger than whatever you're coming against. And that, that's what we always have to realize, that through the love of God, through the mercy of Christ, we have received salvation, we have received righteousness by faith, and we are so much bigger than anything that the enemy... That's why no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Why? Because we're bigger than anything he's ever created. He can't create something that would take us down. He can come up with all the new weapons he wants, and we still can't be defeated. Right? And so what he does is he tries to keep you from knowing who you are. Doubting. Hesitating. Oh, I haven't been good enough. Sure, Jesus can say it to the mountain. He's Jesus. I'm, not, I'm nothing like Jesus. You're everything like Jesus. You've been born again in His image. You are the next born among, among, among many brethren. You're exactly like Him. You are a son of God. You aren't the Son of God, but you are a Son because of the Son. And we are exactly like Him, created to rule and reign and to, and to, and to walk by faith and walk in victory in everything we do. V victory is certain when we stay in faith. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And He said, he said you'll ha if you say that mountain, believe in your heart, those things you say will come to pass. Without hesitation, if you speak to the fig tree, walk away, it's done. Don't walk away doubting. Walk away, it's done. Walk away on the Word. 
Glory to God. And, and don't have question. Look at uh, James 2. Let's look at, let's look at Abraham for a little bit. For a really little bit. James 2, verse 14. What's it profit, my brethren, if a man says he has faith? Now, now remember this, that the man say he has faith. It doesn't say he has faith. It says, what does it profit though a man say he hath faith? We've got a lot of people say they have faith, right? But when push comes to shove, do you have faith? Are you in faith? And don't get me wrong, everybody can be in faith. If you weren't in faith today, you can be in faith just like that. You know what? I did get off faith. I'm going to get right back on. Right? I wavered. I wavered for a minute. Lord, forgive me. I know your word's true. Right? It's not. Don't make this hard because it's not. I'm not trying to tell you doubt takes you, disqualifies you from having those things that you were believing for. I'm saying get rid of the doubt so that you can not be disqualified. Right? That you, so that you can receive those things you've been believing for. Health, life, whatever it is, you can have those things you're believing for. But, but it can't be phony. It can't be fake. It can't be, I say I have faith. Right? Because if you say you have faith and you ha- don't have works to, to ex- be an example of it, and then people say, oh, works, so you've got to do something. No, faith does something. You don't have to do anything. Faith will do something. I mean, if you well, we'll just keep reading. We'll watch what Abraham did. Can, can faith save him? No. What, what, what if you said, oh, I have faith that, uh, that I'm saved. Did you confess Jesus as Lord and believe, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? No, no, I have faith. Don't need to do that. I have faith. Uh, no, you need to do the works. The works are confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. What do you believe in? You're believing his word and his son. You're believing in his word and you're receiving his gift. Amen? It's an act of faith. It says, uh, can his faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked or destitute of daily food, and one of you say, depart in peace and be warm and filled. In other words, does you telling them to be warm and filled make them warm and filled? Right. And he's not saying that you've got to do one thing or not. Everybody says, well, see, you've got to get me warm and filled. You know what? I've got to do what God tells me to do. But if I tell somebody to be warm and filled as, as an act of faith, that's not an act of faith. An act of faith would be give you some food and some clothes because you're sitting out there naked. You need some clothes. If nothing else, give them clothes. You, know, you don't want them out there like that. But, it, but, the, but the point was, was don't be all talk and no action. If you're going to talk the love of God, act in the love of God. And, and now, if somebody comes to you and tells you you're supposed to do something, that, that's not a leading of the Lord. Right? You get people all the time say, well, the, word, the Word says give to whoever asks. You should be giving to me. I'm asking. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. I've got no leading to do that. And I'm not going to do it. Right? Because first of all, that's a scam. That's using the word. That'd been like Jesus turning the stones into bread. But same thing. If you're a Christian, turn the stones into bread. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Be led who you give to. Right? 
Where were we? <laughs> Don't be all talking, no action. Even so, verse 17, if it hath works, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. In other words, faith by itself is not enough to make faith work. Faith takes action. You have to act on your faith. Everybody, everybody understand that? If God tells you, when you say, okay, I believe God's Word. I, I believe what this says. Now, Lord, what do I need to do? Wait, wait to hear from Him. Is there, if He doesn't say anything, don't do anything, but wait to hear from Him. What's your next action? If, if you say, I believe the Word that was spoken about salvation today, Lord, what I need to do next? You need to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and you need to ask Him into your life and you need to, and you need to confess Him and you need to believe that God raised Him from the dead. Not, not that it's a story. Now this has become part of your fiber. It's not just a story. It's now something you believe with all your heart. And it, you cannot be talked out of it. You can't be doubted out of it. It is real. Healing, prosperity, peace, love, whatever it is God has, that's how you receive it. It's got to be real. You know, the, the, the fake faith won't make it. Because it, it won't act, first of all, because God's going to ask you to do something that will require of your faith. It's going, Tom taught on it, it's going to require of your faith. Amen? And, and he, did it to, he did it to Abraham. He did it more than once. But he said, in verse 18, he said, Yeah, a, a, man, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. And, and those, that won't work either. Guess what? You can't have works and no faith. Right? you got a lot of people out there, they're saying, Well, look what I did. I obviously was in faith. No. <laughs> that's, that's, that's works trying to get faith. You're not, you're not trying to get God to do something. God's already done it. God's already paid the price. Whatever you're, He wants you to have what you're wanting more than you want to have it. And a lot of people think that this faith thing is God trying to keep you away from some stuff. The faith is how He gets you to it. He has everything for you, but you have to, you're, you're not just going to say, oh, oh, I believe, can I have it now? You know, faith faith requires something from you. It, first, it requires you to believe the Word. The first thing it requires is you to believe the Word. And once you believe that Word, never get off of that Word. Because as you go through your faith walk, you're going to be just like Abraham. So shall your seed be. You, it'll be you're, you'll be a nation. The, the stars of the sky won't be as numerous as the nation you'll be. Your seed will be this. And, and so he, he walks on and he doesn't have any seed. And he tries his own way. And that doesn't work out. Because right? <laughs> that wasn't the seed God was talking about. Plus it wasn't him and Sarah's seed. And so he, can, he, he wavered. Right? People say, oh, it's Abraham. He wavered. Sorry. It was a different idea. Right? But guess what? Got right back on it. He's the father of our faith. Why, why is he in the book? Because he didn't fail. Right? You can waver and not fail. You can waver, get right back on. And so he comes in, and, and, and so then God says, oh, you're going to have him. He says, oh, you know what? You're, you're God. You, you quicken the dead and call those things that be not as though they were. I don't care how old I am or how old she is. We're having a kid. And he has a kid. And he holds on to because why? That kid is the seed of many nations. That kid is the key to the seed. And if you keep looking in this verse, it says, it's um, in this, he said, uh, the, de- the devils believe there's one God. 
that's great. They do it in tremble. You know, believing there's one God is not what it's about. That's why people say, well, I believe in God. I'll probably go to heaven. No, it's not enough. You have to have faith in Jesus Christ, what he did for you, and you have to believe God raised him from the dead. It's going to require faith to be saved. Grace is unmerited favor. Faith grabs hold of it. Amen? And so you're going to get it by faith. Um, And then uh, go to verse 21. It says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works? Works of what? Works of faith. Works generated by his faith in the word God gave him that through Isaac all the nations of the world would be blessed. Did, did, did Abraham move off of that? Absolutely not. In, in, in these verses, he, he, go, he goes so far with it that he completed his faith. His faith came to completion at, at, the, at the altar where he, was, where he offered him, not was going to offer, offered. In his heart, he had already done it. And God accepted it as though it was done. And he said, you, you didn't even withhold your son from me. In other words, he'd already given him. Why did he give him? Why was he so able to give him? Because he believed that through Isaac, all the nations of the world would be blessed. And Isaac could not be dead and do that. It was not possible. So what he did was he believed God's word and said, it doesn't matter. I, that's why he was called a friend of God. He believed him no matter what. He said, that's my friend God. If he said it, it's true. It's never going to change. No matter what he tells me to do, no matter what, where he tells me to go, I'm going to follow his lead and we're going to get there all together. Amen? And, and he was ready. He had the knife in the air. And, and God says, nope, stop. Stop. But, but he would have went on with it. Why? In, in, in Hebrews, we learn that he'd already received him back from the dead. Why? Because he had a word from the Lord that he was standing on. And he was not doubting. He was not moved in any way. That word was true. And because that word was true, he, was, he had already received Isaac back because Isaac had to be back to become the seed of many nations. It had to be. And why? That's where we've got to be with faith, guys. The Word of God said Jesus died for our sins. If He died for your sins, then you're saved. Then you're clean. Then you're right with God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You can now speak to mountains and they have to move. You can do things that you as a person can never do. You are a giant killer. Amen? There is no weapon formed against you that can prosper. And God's will for your life can come to pass if you'll stand on God's Word concerning your life. God's Word concerning your life is that you be healed, that you be whole, that you, that you be joyful, that you be peaceful, that you be at rest, that you believe Him and walk in faith. The just will live by it. You'll live by it every day of your life. You'll wake up and say, what are we doing today, God? And God says, oh, uh, you know, I want you to walk on water. And you'll say, okay. You said I could, so I guess I can. And you step out on the pool. I mean, that's an extreme thing, but, you know, most of us probably aren't there right now. (laughs) That's why we'll all sink. But you know what? God's going to tell you to do something that you couldn't do. It doesn't require faith to do something you can do. Right? If, if it's something you could do, you'd never ask God. You'd just do it on your own. We've got people doing that all, the, all over the world. We've got people d- believing in riches. Why? Because I, if I can't get it, I'll buy it. You know? I, I, I'm not, I don't feel good. I'm going to go buy some health. I, I, don't, I, don't, 
I, I, don't, I don't feel young enough. I'm going to go buy a, a, a new car, a sports car. I, think, I always think it's funny in Florida, all the cars that people want when they're 20, the 60-year-olds have. <laughs> I go, okay, <laughs> great. And that's great. I'm glad they got them. Glory to God. And the 20-year-olds go, man, I'd like to have that. Keep believing God. Right? Maybe it took the 60-year-old 40 years to believe. He didn't step off the Word, though, and he got it, didn't he? doesn't matter the time. doesn't matter how long. You know how many times the blind man, the, the man born blind had seen? None. He was born blind. But he left seeing, didn't he? It's not experience. It's faith. It doesn't matter what we've experienced. It's faith. Amen? It said, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son up on the altar? And he said, See how seest. See how his faith with his works, wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. In other words, he received right there everything that God had told him when he said, through your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Right there was the completion of that. It could never be changed from that point on. Why? That, because, because Abraham said, he's yours. He'll always be yours. And, and I know what you've said. And I believe what you said. And, and by faith, I will walk this out no matter what it takes. If you have to raise him from the dead, he's coming back. I know because you spoke your word. You said every nation of the earth will be blessed through Isaac. He will be back. He will be back. And later on, Jesus, God did the same thing with Jesus, didn't He? And He was back. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's a good God, isn't He? Let's close this somehow. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. We got through like... I don't make notes. I just put Scriptures down. And you can see I had three pages of Scriptures. So... We didn't get through a lot of them. But you know what? You don't have to. What you, gotta, you, get, what you need is one word to stand on. How many words was uh, Abraham standing on? So shall your seed be. So shall your seed be. So shall your seed be. Every time something different came up, so shall your seed be. Right? And he stood on it, 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 and then it happened. And then it's still happening because we are so shall your seed be. We are the seed of Abraham. Amen? It's still happening today. Why? Faith is eternal. The things you do by faith will operate way past your lifetime here on this earth. They'll affect lives over and over and over again. People will tell stories about the things just like they did about David, just like they did. They'll tell stories. They're still telling stories about Brother Hagin, aren't they? Why? Because, because why? His faith made a difference in the earth. It has eternal value. It never quits. And it continues to encourage others to walk in that same faith, just like the faith of Abraham. It, it's a faith that we should walk in and we should never give up on. Verse, uh, Hebrews 10.23. So it's, it's in the Bible. Right there it is, I told you. It says, Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. What's he saying? Don't let go of what God's told you. It's not just what you're saying. It's, what, it's the words you're believing that caused you to say what you're saying. Amen? You know, people say, well, you've got to say the right words. You've got to say the right words. You've got to say the right words, yes, but say them according to His words. Right? 
You're speaking God's word over you. Right? Right words are right words are right because God said them first. Right? If God says you're strong, that's why you're strong. You can say you're strong all day long and not believe God said you're strong, and you won't be any stronger than you were before you said it. Right? <laughs> Hold on to your profession of faith without wavering. Why was Abraham able to hold on to his profession of faith because he counted him faithful he counted him faithful every day we got to wake up and we've got to count god faithful he's faithful to do what he said he would do he's faithful to his word if it's in his word it's ours amen and you know what i don't care how many times you failed i've failed other people have failed god's word has never failed his love for you has never failed, and it never will fail. Your failure doesn't cause it to be a fail. In other words, he'll say, just step back up. Step back up on the rock, right? And believe my word, and you'll have the things that my word says. And, and that's what he's saying. He's saying, count me faithful. Count me faithful. Don't, don't hesitate to call me faithful. Every time a doubt starts to get in your head and slip down from your head to your heart, say, no, no, wait a second. God's always come through to me, for me. He started it with Abraham. He started it at the, from the, before the foundations of the earth. He brought Jesus into my life, and He saved me. He saved me and washed me clean. He made me righteous. He gave me a new name, a new life. He, he raised me up together to, to be seated with Him. He's faithful to me. I don't have to wonder whether God's going to do something for me. He's faithful. Amen? And, and I call Him faithful every day. And I look at His Word and I say, His Word's faithful. I remember when we were believing to have children. And uh, I'll be short. I won't be any shorter than I am, but I'll, I'll talk short. <laughs> but we were believing to have children. And, uh, you know, I was very not like, I didn't like to go to the doctor. Right? How many people like to go to the doctor here? Yeah, I mean, it's not, but it's a good thing that we have them, but it's not that we like to go to them. And so I got it in my heart that, you know, if God wanted us to have kids, He'd just heal me. Right? Telling off on myself, the reason we don't have physical children is because Dave. How about that? I don't care. It'll help somebody, right? It'll help somebody. Um, I didn't like doctors, so I was in pride. And I said, well, God will heal me. This is years and years ago. You know, back before I was so smart like I am now. And uh, so in doing this, um, basically I stayed wavering years and years and years, and God worked around me because, you know, my mom had prayed, and she said, uh, Lord, you better give them kids. They're really selfish. That's <laughs> what so she prayed, and she was right. We were really selfish. We were, we were extremely selfish. And uh, why? We, you know, everybody's not selfish that doesn't have kids. Don't get me wrong. We were. We were selfish. And, you know, everything we made was going to us. Everything we did was about us. And, you know, it was just us. And so mom had prayer. And she, then she pulled out all the scriptures and said, we should, you know, can have kids. It'll be good for them to have kids. Kids, kids, kids. And so she's believing God. And my wife's believing God. I said I'm in faith, but I'm not. <laughs> right? Mom and Kim are believing God. Kim doesn't even know how much she was believing God, but she was believing God, right? Because she was having to believe beyond my pride. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell myself. I'm just perfect now. I wasn't always perfect. 
Anyway, God worked around me to fulfill their faith in His faithfulness because they believed in His faithfulness. And she got a hold of, of God through a series of really miraculous events, got a hold of, of in her heart of adopting. And uh, after she did it, and I said, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we got to do. You know, I'm not in faith. You know, I'm in, now I'm in faith for the adoption because I don't want to be in faith to go to the doctor. <laughs> so, but, you know, God's mercy, um, when me and Kim decided to do that together and agreed on God's word that this was what we were supposed to do now, and this was God's mercy because I could have went to the doctor, right? I remember this. You could, you, could, you could do God's first plan, but thank God for His mercy. So if you didn't do God's first plan, thank Him for His mercy, right? Because it wasn't six months after we began to believe that that was God's word for us and we stood on that word that we were that Ramsey, our daughter, who's now 23, uh, her mother uh, called who we were dealing with and said, you know what, I want, to give, I, I want her to go to this family. Um, and this was before she was born. And so we picked Ramsey up from the hospital. I mean, we didn't, there, there was no time where she wasn't ours. But, but the, the, the point is, is that's the mercy of God. And now he let me get back in faith on part of this, right, on the adoption part, after I'd missed it on another part. Missing it does not disqualify you from the goodness of God. Ramsey, in fact, is that's the verse I put by her picture, the goodness of God in the land of the living. Because it, it showed me his goodness. It changed my vision of God. It changed my life forever. Amen? And that's what he'll do. That's what that, that was his, his design was always to change my life forever through a child. Amen? And, and thank God his mercy brought that to me. But, but I didn't do it perfectly. Abraham didn't do it perfectly. Nobody in here is perfect, but we all have an example. We all have examples in this book. We all have examples before us. We can be examples to our children. You know, if I could wish anything now, I would wish that my daughter would see the faith that brought her to us, not the faith that kept me from other things. Amen? I want her to see the faith of the, and the faithfulness of God because she proved the faithfulness of God to me. He was faithful to, what, to, to the desires of my wife's heart, of my heart because of my wife's heart. You know, don't get me wrong, I was selfish. So, you know, I'd say stuff like, well, if we have kids, we have them. You know, that, why? You're in pride. <laughs> I know nobody else has ever done these kind of things. That's why I'm telling you about me. Amen? God's faithful. Count Him faithful. Today, whatever's going on in your life, whatever you've missed out on, you haven't missed out on it. You know, you may be in here today and you say, you know what, I, I, I messed this up and I don't think I can ever go back. You're wrong. By faith in His goodness, in His mercy, in His love, you can go right back and you can start all over. You can, you can start right where you're at and He'll bless you. He'll bless you because He's faithful. He'll bless you because He loves you. He'll bless you because you're His. Amen? And He won't stop trying to teach you more faith because He knows He can get more stuff to you. Count Him faithful. Go back. Think of the word that He gave you. If He gave you a word, it's still in you. It's just like Abraham. Abraham didn't write that on, a, on an index card and stick it in his mirror. 
Right? He stuck it in his heart. The word God gave you is still in your heart. Everybody stand up with me. Branson, the word God gave you is still in your heart. The word he gave us is still right here. It's not a book. It's a living, active, breathing word. If this is God's word. If it says, with long life I'll satisfy you, then with long life he'll satisfy you. Why? Because he's faithful. If his word says it, he's faithful to his word. If we'll be faithful to him to believe his word, the faithfulness of God will come to pass in our life. Amen? He'll take things that you thought you messed up and you went too far that you couldn't get, and he'll give you a Ramsey. That's my daughter. Amen? And he'll change your life with it. So don't accept failure because love never fails. God's Word never fails. Don't accept it. Whatever's happened in your life, whatever's, whatever's been missing, whatever you thought you might have one day, but your pride kept you back from having it, your, your, your wavering and staggering kept you from having it, that doesn't matter. You can step right back up on the Word of God and you can have everything that God has for you today. Everybody close your eyes, bow your head. Pray this after me. Father God, I thank you for your faithfulness to me, to your word. Lord, I believe your word. I have not always been faithful to believe. I know maybe I've wavered, but I know this you love me. You came that I might have life and I might have it abundantly. I choose this day to never doubt again. I'll not doubt Your Word. That Word You gave me over the situations in my life, I will hang on. I will believe. I will follow through on every step. I will take every action and I will make it obedient to your word to my faith in your word Lord thank you for loving me for keeping me thank you Lord for your goodness in my life thank you Father glory to God Craig